Hey everybody, welcome back to the Side Quest Podcast. I'm BJ. I'm Luke. And uh, we just finished watching the Xbox presentation for Gamescom 2021. Uh, pretty solid, in my opinion. Um, never really a down moment with a lot of these Xbox presentations. Uh, but before we get into all that, what have you been playing, Luke? Uh, I've been playing more Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. I really like that game. I uh, I misspoke last week when I said that, uh, oh yeah, you know, there's not that many Riddler trophies and things. <laughs> no, there's 214. Jesus. So I have a lot to do. Um, but I really like it. It's a very, very fun game. Um, it's kind of it's it's pretty much the catalyst of reigniting my love for comic books and mm-hmm. like things recently. Um, but also it's just a dang good game. Like I, I really like it. I think just I don't know, man. Like there's something about it, you know, mm-hmm. where like no matter what, I don't get tired of it. It's so it is probably the best interpretation of comic Batman I think we're ever gonna get. And I mean, even within like the confines of it being Batman, it still feels really unique to itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think that definitely helps it. Well, I think a good one too. Like, so I've been playing this, and I've been doing a lot of like a lot of the Riddler trophies. You have some extra stuff you unlock. Mm-hmm. Like they they are giving a, they're like telling you about certain like like D list Batman villains, and I'm like, oh shoot! Like they're really going about this. Like there's a Riddler trophy where it goes like it, it's it's about like the Great White Shark or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's like a villain. Like called like called like the White Shark or whatever his name is, and it's, he's like a guy who, due to like some surgical thing, lost his nose, his ears, like his whole thing, his skin's bleached white, and he filed his own teeth down to sharp, like shark teeth, and it's fucking insane. And I'm like, yo, there, there's a thing where you find out that oh yeah, uh, um, Hush used to work at Arkham Asylum to do a surgery here too, and I'm, and they gave you like wow. a whole Hush background. I'm like, they're really giving you like these characters that like. If you know, you know. If you don't know, they give you a thing where it says where they first appeared. And you can mm-hmm. kind of like go, oh, this is cool. So there's a lot of Easter eggs. I'm very excited to get to City. Because City has a lot. Like, apparently the side quests in that game, too, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, you get, like, the Deadshot side quest. There's the Hush side quest. The Mad Hatter. Matt, dude, the Mad... Well, the Mad Hatter is fucking... I hate him. He's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, like, it's... uh, Man, I, like, that's why I think I like it. Is because it's not just end of the world it's batman versus the joker all the time it's like no here's some here's some smaller batman stories where you get to face off against the fan favorites like arkham origins had death deathstroke right yeah that was like the big thing for that game and um i still have the uh, arkham origins deathstroke poster on my wall nice like i love i love these games and i'm very excited i'm gonna be going through all of them uh Thankfully, even even with all the side quests and stuff, these games are not long. Yeah, they're they're actually pretty easily beatable. I've just been taking my time with Arkham Arkham Asylum and watching like some TV shows. Um, but yeah, that game's great. Um, I also uh, played a bit more of Hades, just fun. Even though I've already beaten the game, it's just it's a very fun game. It's a it's a great game. Yeah, that is a solid solid game. Like good on them. Like honestly, that game is fucking great. If they ever make a sequel somehow, oh, day I'm one. all over that day shit. Day one. Um, other than games, though, I have uh, I've rewatched Arrow, uh, the TV show, which BJ can see to my right. I have all eight seasons stacked on top of Smallville. I might add seasons of that. <laughs> um, and that's stacked on all eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, but uh, I uh, I really like that show. At least the first t- two seasons, I really like. I dropped off 
after like in the middle of season four. Mm. Like I think most people did. Yeah. Cause like that show, it starts off really good. It's still a CW drama. So there's that, but that show has this feeling of like, okay, it's the drama stuff, but with the whole vigilante side. Yeah. It's got a bit of an identity crisis at some point. Well, like it does too. And I've noticed this here is so season one of arrow is very dark, very brooding. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, okay. And then you realize, oh yeah, this came out after the dark Knight trilogy. Like, that was what people wanted superhero movies to be, realistically. Like, that that was the big thing. Like, yeah, you had Avengers and you had the other stuff, but, like, oh, it was this. Well, or whatever. And then Season 2 came out kind of around the same time Avengers came out. And you kind of start seeing... Well, I love Season 2. It's great. You start to see a bit more of the comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we can be a bit goofier. Then Season 3 is full-on, like... We can be quippier. We're gonna be fun. But that one, that one, I don't think is as bad as people say it is. It's it gets worse throughout the season, but it starts. I think starts pretty strong. Has really good episodes, and just like the final like few episodes are just bad. And then season four is just shit, except for the John Constantine episode, mm. and a couple of like just random like these are definitely filler. Like the filler was the cool part of that season. Right. I didn't give a shit about. Uh, like the overall plot except Neil McDonough as Damien Dark was fun to watch I didn't like his character but he's just a fun actor to see and yeah. so when, when he's on there just being like being a goofy fun villain you're like okay sure but that whole season sucks I have season 5 is really good and 6 and 7 are both just kind of yeah they're alright hmm. and then eight's pretty good so that's kind of where Arrow is for me but I'm rewatching it because I'm gonna go in with fresh eyes. I wanna, I wanna, I just also just want something to watch. Yeah. Um. There's not really any shows out that I care enough about, like MCU stuff and Titans, sure. But like, I want something to like binge, you know? Yeah. And that's I'm jumping back to Arrow. I might do Flash, but after seeing some of that shit on TikTok, I'm good. Yeah. Like they they ended their season with a fucking lightsaber fight. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you that. That was the funniest. Like they're they're speedsters. Like they're they're supposed to be super fast, and instead, they they shoot lightning out of their hands and holding the swords. Epic. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's what I've been up to. How about you, BJ? Um. Well, I haven't really been playing much at all. I've been pretty busy at work. <clears throat> but when I'm not, you know, working my ass off, uh, I have been playing a little bit of the half year anniversary event for uh, Near Reincarnation. It just came out like two weeks ago here, but in Japan it's been out for six months. Um, That's the usual. Yeah, uh, but they're just throwing shit at you right now. Like it's like they gave me like two billion gold or something to start off with, and then uh, a thousand enhancement things. So all my weapons are max level. Um, the pull rates are doubled right now. So all my characters are nearly maxed out, and they give you a four-star alternate of the main little girl mm-hmm. um, that you can just grind to get up to, like, the highest rank. Um, so that's taken up a lot of my time, but when I'm not playing that, I am... Well, I am now, but I have been catching up on My Hero Academia. The anime I'm fully caught up on, episode-wise, and then today, before I got here, I read the last, like, ten chapters of the manga that I'd been missing, and I fucking cried my eyes out. It was such a heart-wrenching, like, couple chapters that it, it destroyed me mentally. They're doing a really good job with that show, right, and story, I guess, like, 
my hero is definitely like in, in my opinion it, it hits like the naruto vibe where it's like it is the shonen anime to like kind of watch yeah versus like like one piece is obviously still going on and bleach is over but like you know what i mean like it, it's bleach was over well yeah it was <laughs> um but like you know what i mean like naruto was the fucking king and it seems like my hero has taken that spot uh, and unlike unlike Naruto, my hero, well, it has filler, but a lot of the filler I don't mind. Yeah, because like it's so few and far between. There's maybe like three episodes of it, and even then, it's stuff that's relevant and mm. you know fills in holes about characters that you really care about. So it's yeah. great. I I think it's a good good read. Definitely. Um, I previously since being so close to finishing that I decided I'd jump back into Vigilantes um so I had the first two volumes already and then I just ordered the other like eight online they all showed up on Sunday so I'm about to binge through that as well very excited to see what happens with Aizawa in this because on the covers it seems like he's going through a lot of turmoil yeah but uh anything else or nope just reading like a fucking nerd yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a lot of books. I think I've you've seen the books over here on my shelf. And then i finally gotten around. It's it's on my shelf with ever reading Dune. Like, mm. actually reading it because I'm excited for the movie. Um, well, reading it again. Whatever. It, I'm reading Dune. Whatever I've said before. Like, I'm reading it again, reading it, whatever. You know. Um, book's pretty good. Nice. So I'm very excited for the movie. I doubt, though, because of the whole HBO Max shit, mm-hmm. it's going to get a sequel because it's not going to make enough in the box office. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see, but I have hopes for it because I know that's a thing that people, like, absolutely love. So Yeah. But anyway, uh, on to the news. So... I'm going to I'm gonna start off. I know we just said we got watch Gamescom. There's one piece of interesting news that I feel like we have to... Uh, we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, like Thanos, is inevitable. It's gonna happen. No matter what we do, it'll never, ever go away. Fight it, run from it, destiny still arrives. Skyrim's coming out again, boys! <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're getting a 10th anniversary edition of Skyrim. That game came out 10 years ago. Yep. And they're releasing a new edition. Uh, it's just, at this point, you've already memed yourselves on it. Like, the meme is dead, Skyrim should be dead. Just let it die. <laughs> Do any other Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> For real, yeah, honestly. But, uh... There is some caveats to this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to be a you know next gen upgrade, whatever the hell that means for this game. Right. Um, but it is going to feature. I think they said like 500 creation club items as well. Oh, just in the base game. Yep. Wow. In that, in that, that means new weapons and items, new quests and stories. Um, I think new modes, so if you didn't get it when it was free, you can get the survival mode, which means you have to eat, sleep. If you go in the snow, you have to wear fur-related clothing or, like, something like that. It adds more stuff to the game. So, yes, it's them releasing Skyrim again, but 
you now get other options in my and in my opinion i think makes the game way more fun because i i got that that survival mode for free mm -hmm. when it came out and it is very difficult because you you don't you don't regenerate health you have to potions and food um you have to be very careful um you have to sleep like you have to sleep you have to eat you have to you like like said if you, like going to bleak falls barrow the first time it was straight up like hey you need something to wear because you're wearing like leather armor and that mm -hmm. ain't that ain't gonna get you like you're gonna freeze and you will actually lose health and like freeze it's like really cool so there's there are some really interesting stuff they're adding to this that i wonder how that's gonna go like is there gonna be an option to play just vanilla skyrim or will those just always be in there and you'll you know get the shit for them I think having them just always be in there is a better idea um, because the people that are buying this have already played Skyrim a billion times yep. and giving them some sort of fresh experience is like the only selling point in my opinion. Um, so I think that's the best route because that sounds way more interesting than just buying an HD upgrade again. And uh, another thing too is this, uh, if you already have Skyrim Special Edition, you will get the next gen upgrade for free uh the creation club content that you'd have to pay for so if you want the anniversary edition you have to pay for that but if you just want the next gen like series x ps5 upgrade and that's another thing it's coming to ps5 and i wonder if that's just because it's skyrim because that that's my thing right will this mean i i think this has been so weird with what's exclusive and what's not mm -hmm. um but i'd be very interested to see what this means like if they give you skyrim anniversary starfield's exclusive that's been confirmed yeah what if by the time the next elder scrolls comes out it's straight up, it's also exclusive right because i think in one because you you kind of win both ways on one hand you put on ps5 you're gonna get more you're gonna get the ps5 people obviously. right However, you give them Skyrim again, and then only Xbox and PC gets the sixth one. It becomes like a, oh shit. So, I think that would be a pretty smart tactic, actually. I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely wondering, though, but uh, but what do you think of this, like, like in all honesty? I know memes aside, they are putting out another Skyrim game. I... I think it's cool that they're adding in these extra modes and content and items and everything. Um and basically validating these fan works and making them canon in a way. Well, and that, that's the thing too, is like, I, I fully understand people hating the whole paid mods thing. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely get that, but I like the idea of Bethesda reaching out to some creators and saying, Hey, this is a really fucking cool mod. Do you want to get paid for this? Yeah. And like, I liked that. And again, I want to do more research on that. Cause I don't know how much these people are getting paid and all this stuff like that. But I do like the idea that they're like, Hey, modders for the most part, make things for free. Yeah. And this is an idea of going, Hey, you did really well with this. Do you want to get paid for this? Like in offering things like, so, like some of the creation club stuff is made by Bethesda. Some of it is made by fans and they make a point to tell you that they're like, these are made by modders. Like this is not a thing that we came up with. Um, and then, yeah, also with Skyrim and Fallout, having the mod, just mods on consoles in general mm -hmm. has been really cool. It's, uh, it's always just nice to see fan works get that kind of love from the original studio. Um, and it's something that I wish a lot more studios did, especially Nintendo. Um, yeah. Because their fingers are always just hovering over the DMCA button. I, I Nintendo's is weird because like there's the one where I'm like, all right, you guys should have just like let people like 
play Melee online yeah. during a fucking pandemic, but, you know, there are some things, and I don't know if you notice this, but a lot of times when they cease and desist something, they come up with something else later, like with the Metroid 2 remake, mm-hmm. was, then Metroid Returns, the Mario, this multiplayer Mario thing, okay, then they put Mario Royale or whatever. There are two exceptions to that, though, and that's porn. No. <laughs> uh, the porn is a different beast, but the... Um, the ROMs and the music when they don't offer them anywhere. Yeah, that's that's been my biggest thing is like, look, if you're not gonna give me a way to pay for this again, like, yeah, come on, man. Like, so, I'll, I'll happily pay for like re like re releases of things. I've done it before. Yeah. If you put Pokemon Emerald on the Switch, I'd fucking pay for it. Like that's just how it is. But you know. Nintendo said nah. That's another news story we should probably talk about. I don't think we've mentioned the Pokemon Direct yet. No, we have not, so let's let's do that. Um Pokemon Direct. Uh so let's let's start with the first bit of news that matters. Um Diamond and Pearl remix. Yep. Looks looks pretty good. I, I like what they're adding to the underground section, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the customization is they brought back. It's not as big as the previous games, but they're still making it to where you make your character. Yeah. Um, I do wish this was in the vein of Sword and Shield. I understand why it's not. I still wish it was like a 3D I, full game. But I, I wouldn't I get it. want it to be Sword and Shield-esque. I would rather it be more of a... Um, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire type of thing. Yeah. But what they have is fine, I think. It's not going to, you know, blow anybody out of the water, but it's a faithful remake. Yeah. So, but it looks pretty good, I think, in general. I'm definitely now willing to buy it. Beforehand, I was like, I need to wait. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see what they're going to do. This kind of made me go, okay, it's it's more Pokemon. It's Diamond and Pearl again. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Uh, There's a couple things, obviously. New Pokemon added to Unite. Yeah, uh, Cafe um, Mix is getting an upgrade. They're adding, they're slowly adding in the next gen to Pokemon Go. Very slowly. Yeah. Um, but the big news and why we're all here <laughs> is Arceus, Arceus, however the hell Whatever. you want to pronounce it. Um, Legends looks awesome. Yeah. I know. I saw a lot of people like memeing about you know the grass and trees and whatnot and the graphics, but bro. The battle system changes? Yeah. So, for those who don't know, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus is going to be a new side game, I think. Unless it's a, a main line, like, let's go. Um, it's It takes place, like, billions of years or whatever in the, the Hisu region, which is Sinnoh before it was called Sinnoh. Right. Um, and there's... There's a lot. They they have some new evolutions, obviously, that are going to happen, and I'm think, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, Fluffy Growlithe is Fluffy the best Growlithe. shit ever. I can't wait to see what Arcanine looks like. Yeah, dude. Um, the They gave Stantler an evolution, mm-hmm. the Barracuda Pokemon an evolution or whatever. Um, so there there's some added benefits here to that. Uh, but the main thing for me was the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So this is a action RPG mixed with a turn-based RPG. So the action RPG is you going around catching Pokemon. 
You're, you can dodge roll out of the way of attacking Pokemon. You're running around this open world environment. That's something I wanted to mention is dodging Pokemon's attacks because there are points where Pokemon are actively trying to kill you as a human yeah. that you have to run away from. And I think it's really cool. But they still have Pokemon battles, and those are still the turn-based thing, except they're adding these things called like quick style and like strength style or whatever. And what I think those are what they're called. But what what they are, if you use like a very strong attack, you can you can use a like strength style and it boosts the attack power, but you lose a turn so your opponent can go twice. Yeah. Or you can use a quick style move and it'll it'll let you it'll let you go twice. Like you now have a turn order. Like in a traditional JRPG game like Final Fantasy X. And that that's really interesting. Yeah, it's not the biggest change, but I think it's definitely gonna be like a good breath of fresh air. It's gonna be enough. Like I think all of the gameplay styles in there should be enough to kind of kind of warrant like, oh, this could be really cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And um Yeah, I th- I think I think I'm more excited for this. Obviously, yeah, people are complaining about oh it doesn't look as good. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to be real with you. I've never once played Pokemon for its looks. It's been always the gameplay. Yeah. So, But uh, one more thing that I wanted to bring up that really hooked me was the traversal mm-hmm. that you can do. Um, you have a flying Pokemon that you can just glide around on and control. You have the Stantler evolution that you can just ride around like a fucking Breath of the Wild horse. And then you have this giant Barracuda that can just destroy anything in the water and move like a jet ski yep so uh there's a lot of options in this game it seems like i'm very excited to get into it oh no doubt no doubt i think this is uh i think that i'm gonna go ahead and place it now i think this will be kind of an inch a breath of fresh air i think people are going to really dig this game yeah i think so too and um i hope it has lasting effects on the series Because this might be what we need to be like, oh, the next gen's going to have this stuff in it. You will be able to do the change order and stuff. Yeah. It's going to be more open world. Like, we're, we're going to do this. And I'm, I'm all for it. Me too. Um, any other big news things? Or do you want to just go ahead and kind of go through the Gamescom stuff? Uh, I, think- I don't think there's any other big news that I've really paid much attention to. So let's just go ahead and get into the Xbox Gamescom. All right. Uh, we're not going to go through everything. I just kind of want to go through the biggest things we, we got. Um, one of them... XCloud is coming to the consoles, so you now are able to stream the games to to your console, um, which I which I think is great. Yeah, you're gonna be able to on both your Series X and S as well as the original Xbox One. You can if you have a good enough internet connection, you can just play those games right from there. And for some of these games, that can be your ticket into playing like newer titles. They mm-hmm. oh like I can't find a Series X, but I can still play Psychonauts too. Yep. Oh damn! I I can't like ah oh, man, I really want to get a Series S, but oh, man, I don't know. But you know what? I can still play uh, Starfield on my Xbox One. So like they're they're giving they're giving you more ways to play. And it, it you made a joke like Xbox really don't give a shit about their console anymore. And it's like they do, but they don't. Yeah. Like they're cool with you buying whatever they have. As long as you're as long in as you're paying game for packs. their service, yeah, they want that's their vehicle right now, and it seems to be working. And like it's, it's a symbiotic relationship, really. Like you get so much content, and now so many ways to play. Yeah, like how could you have an Xbox and not be on that? Yeah, it's it's pretty much synonymous with like 
yeah you're if you're in the ecosystem you're gonna have game pass and it it's a great deal yeah i i definitely i'm i'm definitely on the more cynical side that i don't know how well this deal is going to keep going because mm-hmm. yeah i think a lot of a lot of people are right in saying that well it might not be like that forever and yeah i i don't expect it to be the best deal in gaming forever right but while it is use it you know mm-hmm. and then if more people keep buying into it they're probably gonna be more like well, let's keep them here that's why Starfield's gonna be there. That's why, even if even if it goes to PlayStation, the next Elder Scrolls will be on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, oh yeah, you could spend seventy dollars for it, or, or just you can Game just Pass. pay for a year of this and play it for however long you want because yep. we own that shit. Yeah, and and I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, X Cloud on Game Pass, or X yeah X Cloud on consoles. Um, Forza Five, some sick looking cars in there. And the overworld in that game is just photorealistic. It looks fucking great. Uh, that game, like, I'm not a racing game fan really much at all, but, like, I'm going to try that game out just because it looks awesome. I mean, racing games traditionally are benchmarks for, you know, what graphics can be, and this is definitely continuing that trend. Excuse me. Uh, but the biggest thing from that for us, too, was that sick controller. Yeah, that was a that, great controller. They have a really cool-looking uh, Forza uh, 5 controller, limited edition. I will be getting. Um, it's got rubberized grips on the back. It's got this really cool blue and pink paint thing. And then it's a yellow translucent controller. So you can see inside the controller. And as someone who had, like, three different N64 controllers, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's definitely harkening back to that old-school, like fantastic color thing um i didn't expect the yellow and the blue and red to like go together that well when they were showing it in the trailer and then i actually saw it and i was like wow that yeah was when, when they showed like the actual controller like the guy holding it i was like oh sick yeah i'm like that's so sick i'm, I'm all in i want i want that shit like you you worked at GameStop and they had those but like the like the half and half yeah. tone controllers where like the top half was the the solid plastic and the bottom was the translucent plastic so it's like mm-hmm. that's kind of cool they call them like shadow controllers or something yeah. those were all awesome. mechanic shadow thing yeah those were so cool um humble games put out is now putting out a bunch of games on day one including one that was called into the pit mm-hmm. um and then a couple others that i thought were really cool there's a couple side scrollers some beat-em-ups some really interesting like indie detective style like visual novel mixed with like it's there's a lot of really cool stuff i definitely recommend checking the trailer out because there's some really cool games it's definitely a big step in like more variety for game pass yes well and these are the types of games that like i would have like picked and choose on the switch right because it's like oh you know this looks cool but this is looking my alley now i can just say fuck it i'll try it right if you have twenty dollars to your name on switch you have to pick one of those games yeah but here you just play them all but I, I think I think that's gonna be great for some of these indie titles. Definitely, some of those look really solid. I'm definitely gonna be checking them out, especially Into the Pit. That just looked like a really weird mix of like Doom and like what would you say it was? It seems like uh, Doom and Diablo had a baby. Yeah, to and, me. And I like after beating the thing, the dude gave like the horns. Yeah. On his on his hands, I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is... They're definitely not taking itself too seriously, which I think is good. I want them to release a trailer with that Parks and Rec song in it, though. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Dying Light Two got a big gameplay trailer. That looked really cool. Uh, it looked great for me because I've only seen like that one inch, like the one launch trailer, like the not launch trailer, the 
when it showed off the reveal. The, yeah, and then this is the one I've seen next, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, movement options in it. The like parkour, way more than the first game. The parkour being uh, added into combat as well mm-hmm. is really cool. Like you can jump off of people into and like slam down into others. Like they they did a thing where the dude bounced like jumped off of a bus and like kicked a dude. It's so cool. And then yeah, it's if you played Dying Light One, it looks like more of that. And then I feel like more story. This game looks like it's gonna go kind of harder into like the, the factions and like the story mode. Yeah, because uh... the whole point of of at least your main character is trying to stay human. That's why it's called Stay Human. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, they made a big point out of saying there's more humans than ever, and that's where the conflict mostly lies. Hmm. And uh, I think that's a good choice. Yeah, it's I think set 20 years after the first game, so uh, I'm very excited. This game looks really cool. I'm I'm gonna wait still. Uh, it's been in development hell, so I want to make sure the game is like bug free and pretty good yeah. before I pick it up. Um, I don't think it said Game Pass, so I think Dying Light's just you know. I think you're right. I don't remember it saying that. Yeah, so it just launches December 7th. So if, if it's not getting Game Pass, I'm definitely going to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flight Simulator is getting some cool updates. Um, Age of Empire 4 has that cool history lesson thing in there. Yeah. So during the campaign, you can get like really cool little like live action videos of people kind of explaining, you know, archery. We, they showed us the trebuchet, trebuchet one mm-hmm. and things like that. And like as a history nerd, I love that shit. Yeah, and it's the perfect game to put that sort of thing into. Like with Assassin's Creed, where it's mostly action and everything, I feel like it doesn't fit as well. well. It, it fits in the sense, like in Origins, I know they had it where it was the uh, the history tour. Mm-hmm. So you could actually like take a tour, like ride through the open world, and like someone would narrate shit for you. Yeah. I think I think they did the same in Odyssey. I don't know if they did so for Valhalla yet. But that was cool. And this would be a really cool one where I'm like, oh, cool. So I can play a video game and then also learn some really cool shit. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Without having to play an old leapfrog. Yeah. Uh, Stray Blade was a cool one. It looks like a mix of Fable and Dark Souls. Yeah. And uh, it, and I say that not as like, oh, it's hard. It's, it, it, the combat looks like it's very parry and dodge and attack kind of variances. The special attack animations were definitely very, like, Fables inspired, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, art style as well. The little furry companion you got. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's it's from... Fo- I know it's from Focus Home Interactive and another developer. So, that game looks cool. It's coming 2022. Seems like they're gonna have a pretty good story in that one, too. Yeah. Like, more than a Dark Souls would. So, that also interests me. I'm very excited for that one. That one actually looks cool. Crusade- Crusader Kings are, you know, strategy game. Um, but and then Psychonauts two is coming out tomorrow, and they they talked a bit more about that. But that was main, the main bits of that whole thing, and I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I I there's probably gonna be some people who go, oh, that was disappointing. They didn't get you know their big hype reveal, and I'm like, not every thing needs to have that hype st- hype shit. I mean, it's Gamescom. Yeah, well, so. and they have some cool shit there, but like, I definitely am of of the mind that like, all right, the hype shit for me is E3. And then the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. That's, for me, hype shit. And so that's what I'm mainly waiting on. Uh, everything else in between, I'll if there's some hype shit, cool. I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I'm not expecting it. I, I go into Game Awards and E3 expecting some shit because that's where they That's they where everybody their pulls their dick out. We saw Perfect Dark last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking... 
E3, like fucking Joker from Persona Five going to Smash. Yeah, was was Game Awards. That stuff. was mind blowing. Like so that that's that's what you want to see from the Game Awards. So I'm I'm very interested on that one. Um, a little bit of tangent. Speaking of that, before we go to the main topic, um, what do you think about? What do you think is gonna get win Game of the Year this year? Do you think? Like of all the games that have kind of come out, like I don't know if there's a lot. I don't know. Like, like I definitely think Ratchet's gonna be up there, probably. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Um, there's there's some definitely quality stuff coming out, but we're in such a weird place where no one has these generations of consoles that we're in that I feel like everyone's holding their good stuff until later down the line and we're just getting like 2022 and 2023 is going to be a very interesting time frame for gaming because it's going to be the you gotta pick and choose yeah and I think with uh with game pass it's gonna be a lot easier to pick and choose now it's all just okay well my time is the only thing I have to really worry about Mm -hmm. but I don't know this game awards is gonna be very fun we're gonna do our specials on that the we're gonna do our our big episode of going through all the lists of everything um, we're gonna do our game awards uh, podcast after it comes out. Of course. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. All right. So I want to go and do this topic is something I wanted I wanted to do for a bit, um, and then just because of me getting really back into comics anyway, mm-hmm. I thought we'd talk about it. So uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out yesterday. Um, the Shang Chi movie is about to come out. We have Zack Snyder's Justice League, huge. It's about to come out on 4K, 4K Blu-ray. We've had a lot of, and then the Suicide Squad just came out. We've got the Flash movie next year. Marvel has its entire slate of like shit. You yeah. got the Eternals, obviously Spider-Man next year. We got Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. There's a She-Hulk show, a Miss Marvel show, the Hawkeye show. Um, Titans is currently doing season three. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a GCPD show based on Matt Reeves' Batman movie. Um, with all this kind of talking about, I wanted to get BJ's kind of opinion on superhero movies and the culture of the comic book like genre and like of how where we are now with both DC, Marvel, and then third parties as well and where you kind of want to see them go, right? Because I know for me... I know a lot of people don't want this, but I kind of like DC just kind of doing whatever they want. Yeah. Like, there are certain things we're never going to get from Marvel Comics because they're, one, under the Disney umbrella, and two, they just can't. Like, it's like, well, this won't make sense in our story anymore, so we can't do this story. Right. Whereas DC is in a very interesting position where they can just do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, they got James Gunn to do a Suicide Squad movie, and it's, it is a sequel to the 2016 one, kind of. In name only, pretty, pretty much. much. Well, it, it's it's very cool because we pretty much had a Harley Quinn trilogy mm-hmm. of Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, and The Suicide Squad. Yeah. And The Suicide Squad takes place after both Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. And it is very clear, like, DC, I think, is now learning, if we just let directors do what the fuck they want, we can probably get some good shit. Because Zack Snyder's Justice League was very successful people really fu- like that was the reason people bought hbo max yeah like it realistically i kept it just because of all the cool dc shit that's on there mm-hmm. uh and godzilla versus kong um but like dude there there's a 
there's a lot that they can do. Like the the next Flash movie is supposed to have a Supergirl, and then it's gonna have both Keaton and uh, the newest one, Bat, uh, Ben Affleck. So like, it's gonna be a really interesting Flash movie because yeah. they're they're just doing Flashpoint, and I like that that's the first Flash movie we're getting. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like it's, it really pisses me off that it's taken this long for. DC and Warner Brothers to realize maybe if we don't fuck with someone's creative vision we'll get something good and the, th- the thing is like okay I personally do not like Man of Steel I don't like his interpretation of Superman mm-hmm. but I'm willing to give it a shot because okay let's see what he wants to do and while I, I personally didn't like the vision of Superman I did like the story he was building Right. I liked Batman v Superman for what it was um, and then you know obviously everything that happened with Zack Snyder happened and then he got to finish his his thing a full four hours of it but you know yeah um, but it was a good four hours it was a very good four I hours. enjoyed it I, I liked it I the, that ending thing with the flash mm-hmm. that music cue with the guitar and like oh, it's so good um, it made me really excited for the flash movie yeah that mo- like Zack Snyder's version of flash sold me on Ezra Miller's portrayal where I'm very excited for the next one and it's being directed by the it director Mm. Andy Muschietti, I think, or Spaghetti, whatever. Andy Spaghetti. Um, (laughs) But he's directing it. Uh, It's got Supergirl, two Batmans in it, so that's cool. But, like, what do you want to see? Like, because on the other side, we've got Marvel, who's just continuing what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. They've got Shang-Chi, which is pretty much huge for the Asian community, um, having, like, a big Asian cast that's represented in their movies, as well as having their hero. Um, we've got the Eternals, which looks awesome. New Spider-Man, so we're getting more of that connected universe thing with oh, Doctor Strange is in this one and shit like that. And so I'm I'm very excited in seeing you know that movie. So I where do you where do you where do you see the world of superhero shit going? And are and then where like what do you want to see? It, and it could be anything from animated to live action to TV show to whatever. It's like, where, where do you want to see these people, these companies go? So as far as Marvel and DC goes, I feel like the, the movies are kind of in a, in a shorthand way, mirroring how the comics industry has gone for a long time. Um, because right now they're very in the, like, we know what we're doing. Like this is our niche stick to it type of thing. Um, and then later on down the line, I think we're seeing a little bit of it with like What If and, you know, Suicide Squad and all that. But um, the comics that I find most interesting to read are the ones that take the superhero genre and tweak it. So, like, that's why I'm so into my hero. Um, you know, classic superhero shit, but they really develop the world and the structure of how heroes act and you know the power structure and everything and then just adding in like the um the very shonen like character centric stuff to it um and i feel like invincible does that too where it's like you know it's very typical superhero stuff but you know the gore and everything is very realistic to the situation the humor is a little more evolved um i think that's what makes invincible good is that it was like especially like me i grew up watching batman the animated series and the justice league stuff and like i have a fucking stack of dc animated movies behind me so seeing invincible kind of be in that vein of animation style mm-hmm. and not 
you know, pull punches. Like, DC's recently been doing that uh, with the Suicide Squad Hell to Pay movie, with the fucking Justice League Dark movie, mm-hmm. which has, which had, like, one of the first scenes you see is, is I think it's Hawkman being ripped in half. Jesus. Yeah. It's a, it's good. I love it. But it's one of those things where you definitely are like, holy fuck. Um, but I like that we're getting this, that where they're, they're sitting there going, all right, comic book fans are also adults. Mm-hmm. We can do some shit. Um, yeah. it's why like, like, yeah, like it's, it's one of my biggest things where it's like, it's the same thing with like Sony and Microsoft and Marvel and DC where I know Marvel, I'm going to get good movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep getting the quality that I like, but there's something about the, what I, I don't know what to expect from DC. Yeah. That's a like, good parallel. I loved the suicide squad. I love mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's justice league. Like they seem to be getting back on track just very slowly because the suicide squad is very much James Gunn doing what James Gunn does. And that's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited to see The Rock as Black Adam and see, you know, The Flash. And there's probably a Joker sequel coming out. Like, there's more stuff. God, I hope so. They're, they're Harley, like, uh, Margot Robbie wants to do a Harley Quinn movie where Poison Ivy and her actually get together and, like, do that thing. Do that shit they, today. They want to do Harley, Harley Quinn. Like, they actually want to do a Gotham City Sirens, which is Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. That would be great to watch. Which I think would be dope as fuck. Um... And then we've got the Batman from Matt Reeves, like, and then and then going to the Marvel side, we've got a Miss Marvel show, we've got a She Hulk show. Like they're actually going full in on these Disney Plus. I'm things. very excited for the Miss Marvel thing. By yeah, the way, that's going to yeah. be a, a fan favorite, I think. Um, but like, it's one of those things where, dude, I I, I just hope I hope they can, because that's what I loved about Loki. It was just fucking weird. Yeah, like I really like it. it like WandaVision was weird, but to me it wasn't. It was like that. It was like trying to be weird, and then it kind of chickened out in the last couple episodes. I yeah. feel like Loki f- went full tilt mm-hmm. in being fucking bonkers, and I loved it. Plus, Tom Hiddleston as Loki's great. But it's the thing is like I like Falcon Winter Soldier, but it, it was MCU shit. I like yeah. WandaVision, and it was just more MCU shit. Black Widow, more MCU shit. Loki was fucking cool. And, like, from what I can hear is a lot of people really like Shang-Chi. Like, it's going mystical with it. It's a martial arts movie. And, like, that to me is where Marvel needs to go. Is, is okay, don't make every MCU movie feel the same. Yeah. Shang-Chi's a martial artist. Go fucking hard in the martial arts shit. All right, the Eternals, these weird cosmic super beings, go full in on that. Like, the style of Eternals looks awesome. Like, those cool, like, golden, like, hieroglyph-looking things like mm-hmm. that, that, that come off their arms. And like build their weapons is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, like, like Black Widow, I like, but again, it was just it feels like MC, the MCU. Yeah. And like Spider Man uh, No Way Home, I feel like is gonna be MCU shit, but they're now introducing that whole multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. And this one definitely is just gonna be nostalgic shit. Cause yeah. Look, they they brought Alfred Molina back. Stock Ock. The classic Goblin Bomb. Yeah. Apparently, they're gonna do. William Defoe, all we don't know yet. God, um, dude, let him go hard. Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro. That's really exciting. And and even better, they showed yellow lightning in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Fucking, they're going yellow Electro, not the blue boy. <laughs> Little boy blue. Little boy blue. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I I'm very excited for the future of this stuff because like, I my thing that is that like I'm primarily a DC fan. And you can definitely tell DC is going in like a weird 
Like, they need to do something. They need to have their billion-dollar movie. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, I feel like they're... Like, what do they do, right? Yeah. And obviously, we're in a pandemic, so everything's different. But the Suicide Squad not being in theaters fucking hurt that movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sequel to a shit movie. Will Smith was the lead in the first one. He's not the lead in this one. It's rated R, so it already wasn't going to like do as well as others. And it's on HBO Max for fucking free. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if I had to pay extra for it, but... Dude. And it it, it sucks, because I think that movie's great, but it has not gotten a good good budget, like or good box office numbers. And I'm just like, man, that sucks. I want, I want them to do really well, because, like, The Suicide Squad is good. And I think if they do more like that... Because like, I think they've said The Batman's not going to be on HBO Max, which is good. Mm-hmm. I want that one to go to theaters. And I think maybe that'll be the movie to, like, kickstart this, right? Because, look, Batman's always going to sell. That's one of the reasons why Batman v Superman sold really well. Mm-hmm. It just didn't do a billion like they wanted. Right. Um, but I think the Batman's going to sell well enough that they're going to be like, cool, we can see, keep doing superhero shit. And then, yeah, if you let directors do what they want, if you actually let people have a vision, and then who knows, maybe maybe the Flashpoint... All right, sorry. Uh, maybe the Flashpoint movie is their way to course correct. So Barry Allen does his Flashpoint stuff, comes back, and then all of a sudden we got we got Robert Pattinson as Batman. He's the Batman. All right, now we got Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Shazam is in the same universe. Maybe we get Henry Cavill back. Because that I think that's the best way to correct the ship. Um, after Flashpoint, what I'd really love to see them do is do like the Superman we all know and love with the hopeful Smallville arc and, you know, just the the beacon of hope that everyone sees Superman as and not this dark, brooding little boy that wasn't allowed to save his dad from a tornado. It is one of my favorite parts uh, of the Superman and Lois show. That show fucking nails it, bro. Yeah. I've, I saw all 15 episodes, and I have never... It, it's been since watching Smallville that I sat there and went, they got Superman, bro, they fucking got it. And it's because the show's about family. Yeah. That just happens to feature Superman. And I'm like, that's great. That's fucking awesome. Because got- Superman by himself in a vacuum is not that inter- interesting of a concept. But you put Superman and Lois Lane. Not only that, I want to put this in perspective here. Most superhero things that you watch, oh, we got to have that that will they, won't they, or like this pull. Like Batman and Catwoman is this pull. Mm-hmm. They they love each other, but they can't. But they want, and you know that you got Spider Man and the plethora of women he's been with, where it's like. He's broken up with Mary Jane. Gwen Stacy died. Like, all this stuff. Spider-Man fucks. Oh, he does. Kitty Pride in the fucking Ultimate Universe, he went mm-hmm. on in. Um, but uh, I love that in this show especially, there's no drama. They're married. They just love each other. let them love each other. <laughs> I was going to say, they just let them love each other. Lois Lane is off doing her thing being a reporter and it's awesome and you've and she dude her arc wasn't filler like they let her do her own thing but she was being a fucking reporter and being awesome and again remember she's like a general's daughter so she knows how to defend herself she knows Mm -hmm. she knows shit and then fucking her husband is superman like like they nailed the lois clark relationship so fucking well and like that i think is why i don't like man of steel yeah it's because, and then Batman v Superman, at least in the Superman side. I think, I like the idea of Batman just going off kilter and saying, fuck it. 
Um, I, I definitely understand people who don't. Like, I'm not saying you're saying it's not, but I like the idea because I've had Batman over the years. Mm-hmm. So having somebody go, you know what? Why don't we do an older grizzled Batman? I liked it. I definitely can understand the points where you say, well, he doesn't need to kill. I get that. I fully do. But it was fucking cool. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of Batman being a like, a, like Robin's dead, right? Joker and Harley killed him. It's all this stuff. And Batman just saying, fuck it. He's and like he's been retired or he hasn't done it, but then Superman's Superman's destruction of Metropolis makes him go, No, fuck this guy. Yeah. And it comes back out of retirement. Like it's why I like the Dark Knight Returns. Granted, that's never the first thing of Super of Batman you want to see. Yeah, definitely not. Like, don't don't start there. Um but like it's good. I think I think in general DC's characters are defined by their relationships with each other. And I think that's why um, things like Suicide Squad and Superman and Lois are, and even the Harley Quinn show especially. Like, the Harley Quinn show is great because, like you were saying, it's like a deconstruction. It's pretty much, look, you know comics, you know these jokes, we're going to fucking riddle this. Right. Like, look, that's not that's not how Damian Wayne acts, mm-hmm. but everybody likes to call him a little shit, so we're going to make him a little shit. Exactly. Catwoman is meant to be s- sexy and seductress or whatever and then they make the joke that she steals everything I love the scene where it's like Ivy she took your favorite jacket yeah but it looks so much better on her <laughs> it's so good I like they they tease like the I love I love when uh when like Ivy's pheromones go everywhere Superman's looking at Harley like hey, what's up <laughs> like he's just big like like flexing the muscles <laughs> Terry Crews shit yeah like that show's great and like I think to to what, what you're saying, like the relationships, mm-hmm. DC does a good job of having very different feeling comics. Like the MCU, one of the, one of the gripes people have is it all feels the same, which works for like a very connected universe. Mm-hmm. Is they all connect. But one of the things that I liked about DC always is that a Batman movie is going to be dark. Yeah, it is going to be a lot. Like there still will be hope, and there's still some fun stuff, but it's dark. You go to a Superman movie, and a Superman movie is meant to be like, yes, it's Superman. He is, he is this symbol of peace and hope and everything else. Wonder Woman is meant to be kind of that kind of the middle ground between the two, where she can be dark and violent, but she is hopeful and and wants to protect people. Um, but she's also a warrior, and she gonna cut a bitch. She gotta. <laughs> Um, and then you get people like The Flash, where it is meant to be lighthearted, but also just, like, that's who Barry is. And then you can go to see Cyborg, and you see, like, oh shit, like, the dark, like, losing his dad, the, being connected to this mother box technology. But then still having this outward appearance of, nah, I want people to, like, laugh. Like, I want, you know, let's, let's keep, like, let's be fun. That was my favorite segment of the Snyder Cut, was just, you know, the Cyborg origin, basically. They actually, I, I still, Ray Fisher, I don't know, works as Cyborg, mm-hmm. but I like their story they did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, like, they're, like... DC, I think, does a good job of having different differentiating superheroes. Like, I love seeing in comics where, oh yeah, well, and again, I think they they divorce at some point pre New Fifty Two. But I like that there was a point where no, Black Canary and Green Arrow are together and they love each other. Yeah, and I like that that's a thing. <clears throat> Arrow. Um. <laughs> uh, and I I like like maybe it's just because I'm so sick of that. But I like seeing superheroes be friendly and like fun and like not have that relationship drama. I like that they're doing that with the MCU where like, look, 
it's Tony and Pepper, and sure, the drama mostly comes from Tony, but it's not like drama in the sense of you slept with someone I, I knew and all that. It's just like, yeah. hey, they're, they're being real with people's emotions and, and flaws. Uh, Loki, I love the idea that, like, hey, Sylvie's a variant, but it's just it's just in Loki's nature to fall for himself. Mm-hmm. And things like that. Or, like, fucking uh, Spider-Man with, you know, the Liz Allen relationship where it's like, it's not going to work. And then in Spider-Man 2, it's like, well, okay, MJ... Mm-hmm. Or Michelle, it's very interesting, and I I like that they're they treat it seriously, and then actually show you what these heroes are capable of. Yeah, <laughs> like Spider Man, like say like Spider Man's had just luck though, because like we love everybody loves the first two Spider Man movies. I like both of those two. I love the first Amazing Spider Man movie, and like I think Spider Man has just been represented really well in in movies. I think Batman's been represented pretty well in movies. Yeah, but and Wonder Woman was rep- was represented really well. Eighty four, not so much, but twenty uh, seventeen's Wonder Woman was great. Life is good, but it can be better. I love that meme though. <laughs> I love that meme though. That's a great meme. Um, I but like, I want to see some good like, I don't know like where. <sighs> I want to see I want to see these these people get weird. I think that's why I like the Suicide Squad. I think that's why Ragnarok did so well is because you know Taika was like you know what it's Thor but I'm gonna throw some spice with it. Yeah, well and then also because the last two Thor movies didn't work. Yeah, so they're like fuck it. Doing man. traditional Thor stories did not translate well to the screen. And then they decided to get fun with it and then say fuck it. I love and now Thor is like everyone's favorite Avenger. Yeah, they're giving him a fourth movie. Mm-hmm. So, I I'm also just really excited. Like, I think that's why I like like you said Thor, and then what I like about What If, mm-hmm. and Loki, and then the Suicide Squad. Is I, it's these it's these things that like what if? Let's get fucking weird. Like what if is fun because it's like yeah it because that's just based on well what if this happened and yeah. theirs are literally just like what if they picked up T'Challa instead of Peter Quill. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, what would happen? And then there's like, like, oh, well, what if Peggy took the super soldier serum instead of Steve? And like, those are actual what ifs. And then some of them, like, I think the other one is, okay, what if Bucky Barnes was having to survive a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. And it's like, huh? <laughs> like, oh, what, what if, what if Spider-Man was a, was a sorcerer? What if we gave speaking lines to Howard the Duck? Yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs> Bro, I watched that movie. Mm-hmm. The Howard the, oh my gosh. <laughs> Bro, well, that woman was gonna fuck that duck. <laughs> I kid you not, bro. Holy shit! They were full on having a romance between this duck and this adult woman. Where I'm like, excuse you? Still a better love story than B movie. <laughs> and B movie's still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> There's a cycle here, bro. Um, but like, yeah, no, I. I want weird, right? Like, I think that's why DC's in a very interesting place where they can say, fuck it, do a movie that's out of canon. Yeah. Like, currently, that's what they're doing with their animated line. They have a set canon once, like Man of Tomorrow, Justice Society, and then the long Halloween movies. But in between that, they said, fuck it, here's Batman's Soul of the Dragon. Oh, what is that? It's an 80s-style Bruce Lee kung fu film with Batman. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. And it was really fun. I liked it. It was actually really fun. It's definitely not a Batman movie. Yeah. It is, it is very much a, what, what's his name? Something Dragon and, and White Tiger or Bronze Tiger, whatever the, uh, 
I think it's Bronsteiger with the claws. That guy, I think, is his name. No clue. But uh, it was a fun movie. I really, I just, didn't, it was a fun ensemble cast of martial artists. Like, they got Lady Shiva, Jade was in there. Um, I, it's fun. And then you go, okay, Justice Society. This is set in the same universe as Man of Tomorrow. Okay, now we got Batman Long Halloween set in the same universe. And then they're saying, fuck it, we're doing an Injustice movie. Yeah. And that's set, like, not in-universe. It's just its own thing. And I'm like, cool. It looks like they're doing year one, by the way, for Injustice. Ooh. So it's not it's not the game. It's it's just the year one comic. That is, that's some of the best DC comics selling-wise they've ever made. So that's oh, great. I'm, well, the whole Injustice, like, year one through five, I think it's through five, are awesome. Like, those comics are great. Really well-written stories. I, I, and plus it's like, it's very believable. Yeah. Like of how the, how it goes. And so like, cause I've said this before, I think I've talked to you about this. I don't like their portrayal of Wonder Woman. Like I, I definitely understand it, but I like Wonder Woman being more hopeful mm-hmm. and being a hero. But I, but after reading Injustice, I totally got why she was sided with Superman. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, we, I, I thought you know, those are so good. Yeah. They definitely, they did everyone justice in those books. Ironically, yeah. Um, also, deceased. Yeah, that comic that, line is great. That's essentially the new injustice. Well, it's written by the same guy too, Tom Taylor, of course. Um, but like, they do a great job where it's like, it's not in canon. You can start it as you just have to have the bare minimum knowledge of these heroes, and that's it. And then yeah, they they just said fuck it, let's do a zombie story, mm-hmm. and they did a great zombie story. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. And so, like, that's I'm what really I'm waiting for that animated movie. Oh, dude, I would love a deceased. But like, I like it when people can just get fucking weird with it. Like, that's why I love the Dark Knight's metal shit. Yeah, it's that's. Like, uh, I don't know if it's the same one or a different one, but there's another Dark death Knight's metal, metal uh, death metal record at Fye now. Yeah, it's the death metal record. So they had Dark Knight's metal. Now they have Dark Knight's death metal. Mm-hmm. And. I, I have the I have all the metal books and I have death metal. I need to get all the side books for that one. But, I want to pick up those records really bad. Uh, but like, oh dude, it's so like. I think that's why I've gravitated towards DC. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, there's not a lot of Marvel heroes that I go to, and like, their events don't really get me. Like, Dar- yeah. Dark Knight's metal was cool, and then like, I I think right now is their Infinite Frontier. I think is what they're doing, but. The only the only one that I I was interested in is the King is Black, which was the Venom thing, mm-hmm. which looked awesome, and then uh, the Absolute Carnage event they did, which I thought looked cool. I feel like Marvel's best events are very character centric. Yeah, like Spider Verse was huge for them, mm-hmm. spawned a ton of spinoff books. We got everyone's favorite Spider Gwen out of that. Yep. Um, but like these big, like Civil War two and everything, I just didn't care about. Well, Civil War two was arguably the biggest character assassination to fucking Captain Marvel. Yeah, I like Jesus, bro. Not she's never recovered. <laughs> like, oh man, I feel I like I. It sucks because like no one has been able to like fix that. Because someone tries to get her to go back, and then but then the next writer will fucking make her hard stance what she said in Civil War 2. Mm. And it's like... Uh. I also just think, like... The idea... I kind of like the idea of... Like, DC... Like, like super superheroes who are more relatable. It's why I love Spider-Man. Yeah. It's why I really dig... 
Um, it's why I dig Superman. That might sound weird to some people, but like, no, he he grew up in Kansas. Yeah, he's a boy. He just had superpowers, but like, he was a boy who fell in love and had all this stuff. And he's a dork. Mm-hmm. Like, the first scene in the Superman Lois is him saving somebody's life, and he's in he's in the fucking tidy whitey spandex suit. And this kid says, cool suit. And his response is, thanks, my mom made it for me. And just blasts off. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. It's like they understand who fucking Superman is. Mm-hmm. He grew up in Kansas. He's a dork. He's he's like a loser. And like you see that when he's trying, like he doesn't know how to act. Like it's funny because as, as Superman, he knows, okay, I got to be a strong hero and you know put on put on the show of you know ah yes hello mm-hmm. but then when he's clark again he's like all right well i i gotta be careful with my powers and you know it's all oh, hi lois like he's a dork it's awesome and then like it's one of the reasons why i love batman is because like it, it batman's a very interesting idea of like trauma mm-hmm. where like what does that do to a person and you see that with a lot of his villains too yeah like harley quinn is big on trauma poison ivy big on that all of the villains have some fucking psychological head case problem and it's awesome that's why i'm so excited for the new batman movie is because it seems like they're focusing really hard on that well they the it's funny matt reeves gave out the fact that he's a big fan of the batman ego Mm. storyline which nobody fucking is or like no one has heard of those who read it really like it but like he said that and people were like Oh, he's really going for the detective shit. Because yeah. that's the whole point. Like that, he really wants to make a noir detective type movie that has the cool fucking fights and stuff. But that's gonna be great. I'm excited for that movie so much. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. I I want to see them use like Disney Plus more and HBO Max more. Like I've I've been really liking the new Titan season. Mm-hmm. It is a lot more. You know, obviously they have to fix the fact that they did like fucking five different arcs in the second season. Right. They're like, okay, let's trim the fat. Let's get the characters we need here. Let's go here. Let's do that. And there, I so far really like it. Plus, it's I'm a a bit biased. Mm -hmm. First five episodes are full Red Hood. Yeah. So, uh, but and while it's not my favorite interpretation of Red Hood, they got some things wrong. They're nailing the the rivalry between Dick Grayson and Jason Todd. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that has me interested about Titans right now. I've never watched it, but I want to see that kind it, of. It's it's a very cool like thing, and I think they said it's only the first because it's a ten episode season. Mm-hmm. I think the first five are the Jason Todd Red Hood storyline, and then the last five are the Blackfire storyline with mm-hmm. Starfire and her, which they just introduced in episode four, kind of. But next week is like the finale of the Red Hood saga. And I kind of like that they're doing that. They're doing two arcs. They're giving them each equal episodes, but then also kind of teasing some stuff. So I feel like we're going to get Jason more in another episode later. But, oh man, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I like I like what they're doing there. And then, yeah, what DC or Disney is doing with like Loki and all the, all the MCU shows, I think, solid. I think they need to go a little harder in animation on the Disney side. Well... I feel like that's the thing is Marvel's never really been good with animation, have they? Like, obviously they have their TV shows. Yeah. But, like, DC has been heavy on that. Mm-hmm. Like, we've obviously had the DC animated universe, which people loved. Batman animated series, Superman animated series, the entire Justice League run. Teen Titans. Teen Titans, Static Shock. Like, they have always been a, a constant. Static back, bro. Dude. That's what I want. That would make a great TV show. I think he was in Black Lightning. 
Really? Which that show was pretty good. I actually like at least the first season. I never watched season two, which that got canceled anyway. So I think we're good. Of course. Um, but I don't know, man. There, there's just a lot that they could do, like animated wise. Because yeah, I'd love. I'd say fuck it. Do an animated Civil War storyline. Yeah. And actually comic accurate it. And for the DC side, fucking deceased. Like we're getting an animated injustice. Yeah. Do deceased. Do the Batman like Dark Knight's metal dude, stuff, dude. If if they continue all the way through Injustice, the Lantern War is gonna go off. <sighs> I, dude, I that's that's what I want to know is because this one looks like it's just doing year one. Are we gonna get two through five? Like this could be like a five movie arc. Because if so, I'm in. Yeah. The fucking Lantern. Yeah, dude. The Lantern War was fucking. I want to see Green Green Lantern Black Canary. That's in Deceased. It's in Deceased, too? Yeah. He did he, it again. He loves that idea. <laughs> it's funny, because, like, Tom Taylor likes killing Green Arrow, mm-hmm. but he also loves giving Green Arrow something to do. Yeah. Like, uh, in, in Injustice 2, they brought Green Arrow back, mm-hmm. and, and he was, like, a full playable character that was really cool. And then... um. In the com in, in Injustice Two, he actually got some stuff to do. But in, in in Deceased, he gets fucking murdered by zombified Hal Jordan, and Black Canary kills him. And then the ring goes, "Hey, you have the purest heart around. You're the new Lantern." She's like, "I don't want this." And the ring's like, "That sucks." <laughs> and so she's she's a Black Canary Green Lantern. Yeah, he seems to like certain things. Yeah, but for like, sure. That's so. Oh man, I I want to see that. Just I just I like the idea of them saying fuck it, let's do injustice. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I dude, it better be rated R. Yeah, that I, I want to see the plunge through the chest. Yeah, that's uh, that's the that's the one that's gonna sell everybody. I think is that shot. So I'm excited because that's supposed to come out this year. Nice. Yeah, I think they said fall. So we'll see. I, I, cause I think that's the next one after that one. And then they're having a Catwoman anime. Oh movie. yeah. Like full anime style. That's going to be movie, insane, which I'm excited for. I don't know who's doing it, but that's the next one after injustice. Just the concept of that makes me like, I'm all in. On I wonder that. if they're going to, I wonder if this is going to be them, them doing the backstory and like also showing that, yeah, Catwoman's bisexual. Mm-hmm. Cause they're, they're going to do that. And then they're Then the next time we should have Catwoman, people are going to be like, Ooh, I wonder if her and her girlfriend is like, no, Batman's back. I, I don't care what they do. I know it's going to be cool, but you better draw 8 billion cats in that fucking apartment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Well, that's my favorite thing about, like, I think we'll get back. We'll probably do talk a little bit longer and then uh, call it. But that's what I, I I love about, like, certain certain people. Like, I think we've been over this. Like, Wonder Woman being bisexual was a no-shit moment. Yeah. Catwoman. That we, I just had another no-shit moment the other day. What's that? Tim Drake's by. Oh yeah, yeah. You see, <laughs> but they they fully well not confirmed it. Tim didn't say what he was, but he said he's willing to see where this goes with with one of his friends. Mm-hmm. And um and like I remember reading the comic going, yeah no shit. Yeah, he's by energy the character. <laughs> well yeah like okay Judd Winnick who wrote one of the Teen Titans runs straight up said okay so DC said I couldn't do it but I fully put a lot of subtext between Connor and and Tim mm-hmm. and it was like reading that book I'm like yeah holy fuck they're about to fuck. And then, like, now they, they fully went, okay, Tim Drake at least is interested in men. No one has come out to say his what he considers himself, but they're going, hey, we're, they're going to they're gonna let comic writers do what, that what they will. Mm-hmm. I will say, this is something that I, I, I want to I put out there, I'm all for him being bi, 
don't make if but if you're not gonna make him be bi like if you're just gonna do like well he's gay but we want to say bi mm-hmm. like show him being bisexual like that's why like Harley has been given like obviously she's in a relationship with Poison Ivy but they are not afraid to go okay so she's but she's had a flip of Deadshot she, in certain comic and in the fucking White Knight universe she's with Batman yeah once and so it's like they've really treated her being bisexual like they should which is she's into men and women mm-hmm. versus uh, at least how I view Legends of Tomorrow that show Sarah Lance came out as bi in the all in in Arrow. And then in Legends, she has probably made out with like two dudes, but it's had constant women entanglements throughout. And it's like, all right, cool. I mean, you probably could have just called her gay and been done with it, and yeah. nothing would have really changed realistically. But, you know, whatever. And same thing with Wonder Woman. Like, honestly, I don't think Wonder Woman's dated a girl. <laughs> I don't know much about Wonder Woman's comics at all. Dude, okay, I'll be real. Dude, she has a comic called Dead Earth. It's a black label book. It's fucking lit. Mm. I recommend that one. It's like the like she wakes up in, in Bruce Wayne's mansion, like in a pod, and the world's fucking destroyed. Damn. And it's her finding out what happened. I like the idea it's of that. It's fucking cool. Uh, but uh Yeah, no, I, I like that we we you kind of learn things, right? So for me, no matter what, like they could, they could do whatever they wanted with Batman. They could make him gay. They could do whatever, but somebody's gonna come back in and say, "Yeah, but I want to do Batman and Catwoman," mm-hmm. and it's gonna revert it either back to normal or whatever. No matter what you do, I like. I like that now we've established Harley and Ivy. Yeah, that is now an established DC thing, and that no matter where she goes, it's probably gonna come back to Ivy. And then there's still the the Joker link. Mm-hmm. So no matter what they do, they're always going to have those. I mean pulls. that that relationship is always just written so well. Mm-hmm. Those characters just fit together. Like it's, it's just a natural connection. It's the same thing with like no matter what they do with Superman, someone wants to do Clark and Lois. Mm-hmm. Like it, and it, and I like that we're getting there. Like Spider Man has just been lucky enough to have six different women that fall for him. Yeah. But um, I like that we're like Batman and Catwoman is such a strong relationship to me. They're like I no matter what they do with those characters, I will always root for them to get together. I just really want to see some kind of adaptation of the uh, damn bitch you live like this meme with Batman walking in and seeing all the cats. All the cats. <laughs> Put that somewhere, please. Did you uh I like how the Arkham series really nailed the Catwoman romance where it was the will they, won't they? Yeah, I enjoyed and, that a lot. In Arkham Knight when she straight up goes, Let's just leave. And he's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they did it. Hush did it really well, the Hush comic as well, yeah. where it's like they they love each other, but Bruce cannot cannot leave the vendetta. He cannot, and like when Hart like Hart like or not Harley, fuck. Uh, when Selena kills the guy, he's like, I can't do this. Like you can't kill that man. And she's like, Well, he would have killed you, and it's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I love that relationship. I think it's awesome, and yeah. I I love seeing it. And like it's, I I want them to do something like that with Tim Drake. Like, Tim, I mean, Tim and Stephanie have been a thing for them. But, like, you know what? Maybe we do make it where, yeah, Tim and Connor. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't read enough about Superboy, so I don't know much about Connor Kent. I know Jonathan and Damien are best friends. Mm -hmm. Just because they had the Super Sons book, which was actually really good. I think they could do a lot of stuff with that animated-wise. I'd want to see, honestly, like, let that be the next, like, kids cartoon is the Super Sons. That would be really I think good. that'd be fucking great because Damian Wayne and Jonathan Kent would be the fucking best. And yeah. Like Damian being, because Damian's an assassin, mm-hmm. 
And then you have Jonathan being like, well, I don't know if he should be here. And like, Damien's like, you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> Can you imagine the, uh, my dad could beat your dad conversation oh. in that show? I would love it because I feel like they'd have to do it at some mm-hmm. point. <laughs> but like, oh, that'd be great. I, I, I want to, I just want to see more shit. Like I want to see, I want to see a full Batman anime. Like, like with the whole Star Wars Visions thing, fucking get an anime studio who can nail the style of Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, sadly, Trigger probably couldn't do it. So that does that it, doesn't work. That, for it's Batman. way too bright. Yeah, but um, but like getting an anime studio to really fucking nail Batman. Finding one that would be good at doing Gotham City the way Gotham City is supposed to be, I think, is the key for that. Well, what's the what's the studio who did both uh, Devil May Cry one and the Bayonetta one? Uh, fuck, I have no clue. I think I think they also did Code Geass. I could be wrong. Mm. I could be wrong, but that I think would work. Kind yeah. of going that weird hyper hyper stylized, but kind of realistic looking. But then having like, cause I'd love to see so many different Batman stories get put out there, like Hush, Under the Red Hood, A, um, a Death in the Family, uh, uh, Long Halloween, Dark Victory, fucking Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. It's really good. There's a lot that I'd love to see them do with Batman, and like same with fucking Green Arrow, the War of you know the the Longbow Hunters War. Of, I think it's War of the Hawk. I think. Fucking dude, Darkest Night, the Green Lantern storyline, which was a, their original zombie storyline, mm-hmm. which was in canon. Um, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, like there, there's so many things. And by the way, just to anyone listening, I'm talking more DC because that's where I know more of my stuff. Most right. of my Marvel knowledge is MCU, and then the occasional comic I've read. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I actually speaking of that, I'd love to see them do Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Yeah, because that was the only cool part of our Agents of Shield that I fucking loved. And they could then, they could do some crazy shit with the animation on that one, dude. I'm gonna be real with you. I love Ghost Rider, like Johnny Blaze, cool motorcycle. Fucking Robbie Reyes has a tricked out Hell Camaro. Mm-hmm. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, that's the coolest shit. Like, I'm sorry, I I totally get like people like that classic you know motorcycle leather jacket thing. Robbie Reyes is cooler. He's got a fucking Camaro. That is tricked out with hellfire. Yeah. You're going to look at me in the eyes and tell me that's not cool. It's hard to beat that. So, but yeah. <clears throat> anyway, any any closing thoughts on superheroes and like just kind of the, the era we live in with these? Like, I Just again, I think it's best to follow creative visions um, within, you know, reasonable expectation. Yeah. But uh, I think that's what's going to lead us to the best shit we can get from this. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been episode twenty-four, I think, of the SideQuest podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, stay safe out there. Um, do your thing. Don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything. We don't really have any anything planned right now. It's more just keep doing podcasts. But we'll probably get some extra stuff out to you guys at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do another movie podcast. Uh, we'll probably do one with Matt. I want to get Landon back on here, talk Kingdom Hearts lore. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we'll finally do a Final Fantasy VII podcast. I think BJ just needs to play Integrate first. Yeah. And then we'll we'll fully do our long-winded, probably four-hour <laughs> cut of our podcast. Um, but we'll see. We'll definitely see what, what happens. And... But yeah. Stay safe out there, guys, and as always, take it sleazy.